When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply but mostly we're failing to connect with a group called Millennials. To learn more about our target demographic, we're all going to watch this instructional video. News on the march. Millennials, who are they? What do they want? A millennial can be defined as anyone born between 1982 and 2000, or anyone who thinks loving Sriracha or Austin, Texas counts as a personality. Millennials crave things like instant gratification, authentic experiences, and for some reason we haven't figured out yet, improv comedy. Here's one millennial who has a parakeet with 9 million followers on Snapchat. Here's another who single-handedly started the hashtags that canceled 12 network TV shows she found offensive. And now I'm told she identifies as a man, so I'm being fired. Hello, I'm your new announcer. And actually, he was just about done. Thank you and good day. So please welcome someone who's going to help us reach millennials. Our new head of social media, Hammer. Sup, I'm Hammer. Uh, first, I'd like to not thank you for hiring me because I just expect good things to happen to me without working for them. Second, I'd like to give you all a list of my trigger warnings. What's a trigger warning? Actually, brah, asking me what a trigger warning is is one of my triggers, brah. I feel traumatized, bruh. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. And now you're trending, bruh. And now your life is ruined, bruh. And now you're fired, bruh. Also, my band is playing tonight at an inconvenient time. It's six unshowered guys and a pale woman with a ukulele shouting hey in unison. Because that's what music is now. You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast with your hosts, Elsie Fox and Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I am joined, as always, with the surly Baco. How are you, sir? I am well, LC. How are things out there in Calalado? Oh, they're excellent. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be talking to you. I was stuck in uh, strategery meetings for, for two full days for Thursday and Friday and uh, realized how much I do not have in common 
with uh, common folk at, at all the, the lunchtime breaks. In fact, uh, I remember thinking, man, I'd like to talk to, you know, people are talking about news items. I'm like, I just want to talk about the Pam and Tommy trailer. Anybody here want to talk about that? I'm like, I, I need uh, yeah. to talk about this on Sunday. That dropped this week. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I'm, a, you know, I'm more of a, a renaissance man than you. I can you fit are. into uh, to, to multiple social settings and, and feel comfortable and typically, you know, fake it till I make it, you know, kind of bullshit my way through uh, anything. I always try to make the other person comfortable, as as you can attest to doing this for five, five years, six years. It, it's Except always my me. goal every time we start this to make sure LC is in his zone, feeling good, right? <laughs> uh, sure. If you mean by uncomfortable and immediately triggered as soon as we sit down, yes, you, you, you get me in my zone right before we hit record. Oh yeah. Well, you, you keep coming back, so I must be doing something right. But uh, uh-huh. anyway, well, good. Good morning. You look well. Um, you're settling in there. You got your Tony Romo hat on. Um, oh, is that what this is? This is actually a blue one. I think the other one was a black, but I'll take it, man. Whatever. Yeah. I got the throw pillow here for acoustics. So, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're you know, um, I, no, let me ask you this serious question here. Uh, yeah. You've been in the house now. This is like the fourth or fifth episode we've recorded on this. Are we going to get some kind of random reference to the pillows behind you every ep- every intro, or is this just uh, is, are, are, are I, we I'm, coming to? Are you running out of steam on it at all, or is this thing got like halfway? No, I didn't know it was 100 percent on um, every episode. But if it but if it, it again, it's an unleash of anger because I had a set idea yeah. where it was going to be. And now I am here in this area. So uh, but yeah, if you like it, please throw pillows every time like like it's, it's the system. Well, I look, I'm just saying maybe I've been throwing in drip every episode. Maybe this mm. is uh, this is your drip. Uh, yeah, people are like, when is he going to mention the throw pillows? I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, they're, no, they're actually putting action on it in Vegas. Like, at what minute mark will the throw pillows come up? You know, and, and in fairness to the listener, I, I'm not sure if it's made the final cut. I know it just came up every time. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. Now now I got gotcha. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little behind-the-scenes action, even. Maybe. I just don't remember. I think it's got to be in at least one of them, but... Uh, sure. You know how these things yeah. are a blur. It comes out my mouth and into the, the void, and then my, my brain forgets it, so... Mm-hmm. I, yeah. and, I, and I don't even listen to a damn thing you say. So, like, right. like you clearly are right now with me. <laughs> hey, uh, before, got? I got before we get into too much. Did you happen to see Andy Shaw's uh, post about his Amazon box? No, but I'm already on the edge of my seat for this. <laughs> All right, so uh, a, a box showed up from Amazon. Now, the the, the first thing that was kind of fun about this. It, it was not his, first of all. Let's get that out of the way. So, a, a, a Amazon package was misdelivered to our friend Andy Shaw. Okay. Um, the, the the name on the on the box was John Q Sick, Q Sick. So, no, gotcha. could be a real name, could be a pun, and like this is some kind of weird joke. I'm kind of leaning on that. I'm not sure. I don't know Andy's, uh, you know, uh, friends. You know, I I, I would uh, he's in my social network, but I'm not really, uh, you know. I'm not really privy to the type of people Andy hangs out, so I don't know if this is some kind of inside joke that he's not sharing or not getting. Who knows? But anyway, he contacted Amazon, and they said, we'll reship uh, Mr. Cusick a new package. You can go ahead and open that up, and whatever's in there, you can have it. Okay. So what was he, it? So he wants to like you know build up some suspense. So he uh, he he says, "Here are the riches. Am I going to get like you know some wireless ear- earphones? What kind of what kind of item did I just stumble across?" In this box was a lone bottle of light wishbone ranch dressing. <laughs> what fucking kind of sci- sociopath orders ranch dressing from Am? I mean, other than right. you, of course. I, I immediately thought me. of you. It's like you know, like yeah. 
<laughs> so not even loose cannon. Not Elsie Fox is, is like drawing the line at at uh, salad ranch. Dressing. Yes, I, I mean, and it's light I mean, ranch too. What a fucking waste! Uh, if there was a bunch of shit, maybe it was a case of ranch dressing or just uh, just one. But it's just a single bottle. bottle. It's light. Yeah. You know, whoever ordered that has killed a puppy when they were a kid. Oh, easily. Yeah. And, and and the name John Q. Sick sounds like one of the fake names I would use to order BMG CDs back in the uh, early 90s, mm. you know? My go-to is Jaime Sanchez. Ooh, I like that one. Mine was <laughs> So. Mine was a foreign name. It was uh, So, S-O-H. Foreign, huh? Uh, S. You like that a- Anglo uh, Jaime Sanchez name? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yes, mine was Yours so was foreign st- though. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Will you let me fucking finish my name? It was so s o h. It'd be helpful middle- if your response sounded like you actually listened to me. Is all. I don't see. I'm going on to my thing. Okay, so s two pad. That's what it was. So two pad. That's good. Mine was uh, was something with the word two pad in it. I, I don't understand. <laughs> well, you you've been in meetings all week. <laughs> Yeah, I've been at meetings all week. What do you What do you want from me? Okay, so, so uh, you know, who the fuck um, invites you to a meeting? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good question. So, uh, yeah, what insight does this guy have? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yes, he, he has a lot of insight on uh, what's what's some important topics we talk about. You need to lean on me for <laughs> for for those things. All right, do we have anybody here that knows about wasp throwing meat into the crowd? <laughs> Who else here is transitioning like like right. D-Brew? I need yeah? someone who's an expert on Vince Neal at a water water park. That's right. Yeah. What's the stage Thank setup? Thank God What's we got optimal? LC. That's right. Yeah, anyway, listen, everybody tricks people into thinking they know what they're doing, right? That's all oh, we yeah. have to pay. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Nobody knows what we're doing, really. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so anyway, so What's I'm up? heading back from, from work to get ready for said meetings. Uh, uh this week and heading down 470, which is a very busy highway here in the Denver area. And all of a sudden, boom, all, you know, flat tire, get pulled all the way to the, to the side of the road. I'd actually, this is the second flat tire of the week I had, I had had. And the first one was in the front, got those two tires fixed. Second one was in the back. This time was on the highway. And because I'd had the flat earlier, I was ready, man. I had the, uh, had the jack, had the spare, all that stuff. But uh, part of the jack was missing, and so I used what? Uh, what have you used roadside assistance in the last couple years? What's the last time you've had to use it, or ever? Have you ever had? Oh to use man, got I've had it for about twenty years, and I've never used it. Okay, well, it's a whole new world now, man. You're you're gonna really enjoy this because you can't talk to a human anymore. It's all apps. Are you ready to have roadside assistance? <laughs> that's all app it. based. You know you're gonna love that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But anyway, so so I'm on the side of the road. No, do you think that me, a man, man, a man like me, knows how to change a tire? Well, come on. <laughs> you don't think so? You don't think I've ever changed a tire before? I That's think you probably I gave it a crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're from Indiana. There's a lot of salt of the earth folks out there. Okay, okay. I figured at that point you'd be like. Oh, too too special of a man. It's got to get, get roadside assistance. I made the attempt. There was a piece of the jack that was actually missing, um, so I couldn't get it get yeah. it done. But but anyway, so I had so I, so I, I you have to, nowadays you have to download an app to get somebody to come out there, and it gives you a time of estimate window. So the the estimate made window, and again, huge busy highway is like seventy five minutes. I'm like motherfucker, you know. So you sit there, and then and then all of a sudden it's dark. So at this time, and a car pulls up 
car. What, what, what kind of vehicle do you think the person that's going to change your tire is going to show up in be, to begin with? Oh, this is the actual uh, the, the 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 person that come to to get you, right? Yeah, you do the roadside assistance. You get a <laughs> ticket. You do all this. You have a you have a slight like right, ticker. Well, there's there's two ways to go with this. Uh, one, you could actually think of this in, in in a common sense, which the world used to kind of function. It would be like a tow truck or something of that nature. At least a pickup truck that had those fucking steel toolboxes on the side that showed like mm-hmm. yeah but in this day of lyft and uber and independent contractors and the fact that you're using an app i by the way i'm not sure who your roadside assistance is i can't believe that's across the board but you're probably just getting some guy in whatever vehicle they own uh just showing up because you all you needed was a tire change and they they probably prioritize it based on the information you give them um yep. proximity and all this kind of bullshit so and with the idea that this is going to be more efficient but something tells me by the end of the story you're just going to once again prove that we're going to hell anyway yes so bingo so by the way this app traveler's insurance is what i have mm. but it's an app that's used by it's not their app like probably 40 insurance companies use this app now and they just contract things so so to your point, a car pulls up, which I'm immediately like, am I possibly going to get raped now or what is what, you mm. know, now it's dark and I'm like, who's this person? It's a Dodge Neon. Mm. Dodge Neon <laughs> pull, pulls up. Not not a joke. Dodge Neon. And the guy comes out with his little miner's helmet. You know, he's got the little light on the tops because now it's dark. He's got to be able to do his work. And I've already taken, I realize I've already taken the spare out. The spare is out there for him, the jack, all that stuff. And he just simply, t- and within two minutes, he first off, he goes, hey, I'm here to change your tire. And two minutes later, he goes, sorry, man, your spare tire is defective, so I can't help you. So you're going to have to go get a, a tow truck now. He goes, I'm like, what do you mean it's defective? He's like, it won't, it won't take any, any air. Now you have two flat tires. So now I have to start over with getting an app again. Get another tow truck. It was another. Now, I, set. I have Go to ahead. call a little bullshit on the neon. That thing hasn't been manufactured since 2001. And most of these places, they do like make sure you have a somewhat reasonable like, you know, you can't you can't get a lift job with the Dodge Neon. All I can tell you is it was a Dodge Neon. Mm, okay, that's that's all I can tell you. He's it's, really it's fucking that. getting the uh, the use out of that thing. Uh, they, uh, I, I guess, but anyway, so he just me. So 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 he tells he just simply tells me that I have a defective spare tire. Got to get another person to come out. So again, uh, another seventy five minutes. Finally get the car towed. Whatever. But my whole point is, what was defective about the tire? And I thought you just got it. Yes, to your point. Yes, it actually did work earlier in that week. Is my point? Oh, so, it's one of the tiny tires. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and everything like that. So, but but he, but he tells me it's defective. Drives off in his in his is neon, and now I got to get a real tow truck to take to, and eventually flatbed my car to fucking Firestone because now I can't. You know, I don't have a spare. Because it's a so rear the point tire. Is the point of my story is is this guy <laughs> has got it locked down. My conspiracy was after I sat there for another seventy five minutes on the side of the road waiting to get it, my actual car towed was what a brilliant scam. This guy gets called to get to, re- to replace tires. All he has to do is show up, puncture the fucking uh, spare tire hmm. and say your spare tire is defective. He gets paid either way. He's used. He has he has all these different companies having him go out there. I mean, he maybe could have a he could probably at some point get busted. What do you think? Do you, I think he punctured my spare tire. It was working when I, I it think out if there. anybody pays any attention to the uh, labor relations between places that use apps like Uber Eats, all these drive share things. He didn't get a fuck. He, if it, I don't think like he's scamming the system, if anything, the system's going to find a way to fuck him over. 
Well, my point is, Baco, is that I am going to do my side hustle is to be hired by this app company. And I because ha- I am a man that doesn't have a moral compass. I'm going to see how many times I can okay. go try to try to replace a tire, actually puncture it and say it's defective and keep going <laughs> and collect my money. How many times could I do it before the, the, the system would finally figure out that every fucking person this guy goes to has a defective tire? Oh, boy. Yeah. How many times are you going to send a neon to a fucking uh, Jesus? that time of the episode lc uh where we check check in with the listeners here we have our question of the week let me ask you a question let me ask you a question i've got a question for you in this week uh uh we kind of referenced the story where we both kind of shared a little bit about like getting old and farting and throwing out your back something like that right that was you mine yeah. was sneezing oh uh, well right well i the 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 fart sneeze and then the the back. It's, so mm-hmm. it was yeah. actually the sneeze that took the the back out. But you sneeze and you fart at the same time, you will die. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the question of the week this week was in reference to that was uh, any embarrassing fart stories. Fuck it. Let's just keep it simple. Um, so yeah. all right. Well, uh, I'll head over to Twitter and I'll uh, I'll start hammering out what we got there. So. Please do. Uh, Sean Cullen, of course, that came in. Uh, can't say I do, and even if I did, it would pale in comparison to my father in church. Damn wooden pews, no wonder he lapsed. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love the idea of a fart getting somebody to go, I'm not going to church anymore. The, 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 by the way, Sean, that is an embarrassing fart story. I don't care if it's you or your dad. You know, you're sitting next to the guy. You know, not like the whole church is turning around during that blap going, that must have been the dad, not the kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. And that's, that's another reason, another excuse for me not to go to church. So I appreciate that, Sean. Yeah. I want to know, like, if his dad tried to blame it on him. <laughs> yeah, just point right at him. Tragic. And then, and then his own shame was to never go to church. But again, I think that's a win yeah. if you think about it. I mean, honestly. That's what I mean. That's more of a happy ending fart story. You know, mm-hmm. um, how, anyway. how come, the, by the way, why, why is it why is it always that, that people regard an egg fart as the worst? It's always like that phrase that goes over as well as an egg fart in church. Are eggs really the worst thing you can eat? Mm. I, I, I disagree. I think there's a lot of other things you could eat that make your farts worse. Man, yeah, I got to say a, 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 a Dairy Queen chili dog might have been the, the juice behind the, <laughs> the worst smelling fart I can remember I ever had. Um, yeah, it just doesn't roll off the tongue like. Egg I, fart, I think I what it is, it's 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 kind of drip. It's it's um making your brain focus on two different things 
the smell of rotten eggs is implied mm. because it's a fart. So ah. now, yeah. So yeah, I'm psychoanalyzing it, of course. But yeah, and what's and what's the line? He who farts in church sits in his own pew. Right. Uh, all right exactly. So, Just anyway. good bad good bad bad puns. Yeah. There Continue, we go. please. <laughs> uh, you're a punny guy. Ah, see, I very punny. All right. Uh, the next up then is our is our friend Izzy Presley from the. Uh, <laughs> Let's see if I can uh, do his name proper. Metal Edge presents not another fucking podcast with Izzy Presley. Uh, um, anyway, Izzy just said farts are always funny. Dot dot dot. Always. So uh, apparently he doesn't see? he doesn't find them embarrassing. Shockingly, uh, yeah. Izzy by the way a, a, an Uber Lyft driver. I wonder if he farts while driving sometimes. You know, just to kind of you know. I don't know. Share the share the moment with the passengers. Yeah, I guess we just. I, I think we just found out that that basically, you know, that's just something you do. You need to fart. You you let it go for him, right? If you, and if you follow it. follow him on social media at all, if for anybody out there, if he, he he regularly posts what he's eating, and there's no way this guy is not farting all the time based on his diet. Yeah, so. I I think if, if in society as we just if we weren't embarrassed about it, I mean, why are we feeling uncomfortable? Just let it go, right? <laughs> it's just it's just effect. If we just the whole world would just be a better place. I think. You ever had someone react to it like? And I'm not saying like uh, like like in a, in an inappropriate situation. To me, if you're outside at a keg party and you mm-hmm. burp, that yeah. is not a socially uh, that's not a social faux pas. So, have you ever had somebody, assuming it was in a situation like that, react to a burp like you just farted? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Kind I, of, I just, right? I was like, gross! Like, I just chugged 16 ounces of fucking old Milwaukee. Uh, I yeah. burped. I yeah, didn't I mean, go up outside. to your face and blow it into your nose, you know? I just, 15 feet away from you, it was nice and loud. Right. No, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not like a I too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Jay-Z, Jay Zablewski, my boy, of course, checks in. He says he left Rockin' Pod 1 earlier than he wanted because of a wet one. Uh, oh, so God. <laughs> now we're getting descriptive. So, yeah, right. that, that's a sharp, Jay-Z. That's mm-hmm. a sharp. Yes. Different category. Just make, yeah. Now, I tagged a bunch of our friends on this because, you know, uh, Stephen Michael, of course, because he tags in every fucking post. Um, Love you, Stephen. Um, But uh, one person who didn't get tagged was Zeus from uh, the Shout It Out Loudcast, and he took notice. So his his comment was, I'm offended you left me out. So I said, uh, you got a point. Top of the list, dude. Bring it. Please share. And this is all he came up with. That's called the... I want you episode for a reason. I that must be a reference to uh, one of their shows that I I just I don't have a callback to it. So. Okay, all right. And so that advertising an episode as a tease to hear a <laughs> fart story on his show is what yeah. it sounds like to me. Yeah. So okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, and if and if it's as good as his uh, um, vomit story at Disneyland, uh, or that's got to be uh, worth checking out. Anyway, uh, that that's it from story. Twitter. What do we got on Facebook? Yeah, so I kick it off with Stephen Stacy, who says, "Nope, proud of everyone." Okay, so he's going the Izzy Presley route, like uh, nothing embarrassing about farting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we've got uh, <laughs> uh, Steve Wright. <laughs> is that is the, the Potter of the Hill podcast? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I gotta okay. believe this guy's got some uh, got some some juice brewing. 
And he says, I had a fart that my friend blamed me for burning down the building. I don't understand what that means, though. I, I think uh, what he right? says is that like basically some building burned down, and his friend was like, yeah, your, your fart probably burned the building down or something. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, then we got Scott Busman, who said, I mm, live out Yeah, yeah, for those that don't know, my former roommate, Scott Busman. Oh, all right. <laughs> hey, Scott. <laughs> Let out an intentional blap while sneezing once. Well, that sounds like uh, definitely hey. a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, we probably used to just do it together. Sure. A lot and of it, early mornings was... with Egg McMuffins and going to Viking games with uh, with Scott. Oh, <laughs> Egg boy. McMuffins and beer. That Now, there's a fucking concoction. Yeah, I, I fucking crop dusting all over the Metrodome back in the day. With fucking there, okay. that's an egg fart, egg McMuffin. <laughs> Officially, I Miller can see Light, that. Yes. egg McMuffin. Let's keep going, keep going. Uh, and now we've got uh, Ron Young of Little Caesar has decided <laughs> he wants to join the conversation. Right on. See, <laughs> look, we're, we're, just like the jerk sock, we are making farts socially acceptable. You motherfucker. I think so. Yeah, it's just a, it's a means to a. Sometimes you need one, right? I mean, anyway, what, what, did, uh, what did our favorite uh, Little Caesar singer have to say? Okay. Uh, he says, uh, when I was 12, I had a huge crush on this girl. She finally agreed to get together oh, to hang out. Hold on real second. I'm going to stop you. I love that he has a fart story. This fart is so memorable. It goes back to this 12. This guy in his 50s going back to like, <laughs> well, I had one when I was 12. Holy yeah. fuck. This is good. Let's, let's hear it. Sorry. Okay. Start from right. the top. When I was when I was twelve, I had a huge crush on this girl. Again, twelve crushing, starting young. Uh, she finally agreed to get together to hang out. I was so nervous. She made some joke, and I laughed so hard I farted really loud. She was horrified. She never heard someone ever fart in public. I guess she got flustered, and the horrific smell in a small environment didn't help matters. Uh, she grabbed her coat and left in a hurry. She would never talk to, her, to me again. That okay. Is, that is that is the, the so far that's that's got to be the leader in the clubhouse, man. <laughs> it's it's uh it, it, it's got everything, man. You know, uh, backstory. I'm picturing a little shirtless Ron Young with tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, he's, it, it's got puberty. He just he's just finally understanding first he likes love. girls. Yeah, first love. Heart uh, breaking hearts. Oh god. I think I think this might have even been like you know how everybody has a backstory how they end up in a band like this must have been scarred like this is the only way he's gonna be able to get chicks mm. or something like that is is to he has to he has to completely separate himself from this tragic story. I'm actually gonna kind of lift this story and use it as a subplot in Bro Dragon Two. Ooh, that should be good. That's how bro, is that kind of is that Bro Dragon's backstory? Yeah, maybe that's how he turned into a bro. Just because yeah. it was easier to be that than than you know put yourself out there and be vulnerable. Yeah. Did he change schools? Yeah. Did he? Uh, See, it it takes care of itself. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate this. Yeah. All of that's awesome. And uh, we've got uh, Garrett Jedlow. Do you, are you familiar with? What? Yeah. I got. How do you pronounce? It? Yeah. He's uh, he's an he's a well, friend from Owatonna, uh, my my hometown. Uh, oh. Okay. So this. You know, I'm not sure I've ever known how to pronounce his last name. I'm just going to go with what you said. Uh, by the way, see, already, yeah. uh, he's a picky eater. Uh, now nah, I'm not going to give you that. Who cares? Nobody gives a fuck. No. But anyway, that's a theme that the people that comment and you actually know personally. Um, I, uh, I them, tried yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah, I tried doing yoga in a studio class once. Uh, I was very doing a very bent over pose and just blasted, blasted one. I guarantee this happens a lot in these classes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I look up and of course everybody's looking at me, no support, no supportive clap or anything. Needless to say, I sulked out of class while the teacher wasn't looking and never returned. So, uh, <laughs> one of the main reasons I think I've never done yoga. Oh man, it's one of the main reasons I do it. Stanley lost his father. Now, Paul wrote that that anybody who read Paul's book know that he kind of threw a lot of shade at, at his family, you know, inclu- oh, yeah. including his father, his mother, and his sister. Uh, I think her name is Julia. For the first time in my life, I actually heard a comment from his sister. She went on social media and just basically... I can't remember the quote, and I'm not going to look it up because I don't. The, the, I'm not bringing this up to get into it. Uh, but okay. it, the, it was it was kind of along the lines of like you know, he didn't he knew for six hours and didn't even contact me, and there's some hurt feelings there, and and saying that he's not the person that 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 he thinks he is. And there was a couple exchanges with with some people, and 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 in those exchanges, she actually admitted that Paul actually financially supports her. So. My takeaway is that, you know what I mean, I know what it's like to lose a parent, so I, it's not a situation that I would want anybody to judge me based on those, any immediate reaction out of the funeral, all the stuff, you know what I mean? It's just, you don't, and, and my sisters had their own way, and, and everybody just has their own way of going through this, and, and also every family has their own fucking bullshit. So as much as I like to like have fun at the, at, at the Kiss Boys and things of that nature, uh, this really just kind of seemed a little bit out of line. Um, just like I, I have no problem with her comments. Frankly, I don't have a problem with her putting it out in the, in public. He, he put a fucking book out there. It's more that like, I saw this in a couple kiss groups and, um, people talking about Paul being a piece of shit or defending him. And the reality is we just don't know. And, 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 and we shouldn't, this is, this is the kind of stuff that doesn't need to be out there. But again, he wrote a book. Anytime we're talking about a father and son, uh, I I automatically just drift to my relationship with my dad. Um, uh, my, my dad died in 2009 um, for any, what it's worth to the reference of the story. But I I was just started thinking. It just really got me. I, the, it helped that I was doing a very mundane job at work when I read this on my phone. And so I right. had about 40 minutes where I didn't really need to do anything other than make sure this thing kept moving in front of me um, because of the, the project that we took on. Anyway, 
this is when I used to like write a lot of music back in the day because this is not a job I do a lot now, but like, you know, it's kind of my upbringing. So um, the point being is that I just, I don't need my brain to do the the job I'm doing. So it, it tends to do it its own thing. That's when I start thinking about things like, you know, <laughs> putting, I don't know. I can't remember what I'm about. Like, why don't they have a lemon Coke? That thing's of that nature. Anyway. <laughs> Okay. So I'm 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 thinking about Yeah, why don't they? People put lemons in their Coke. Exactly. Uh uh anyway. <laughs> Lemon Coke coming to a shelf near you. Uh you know, I started thinking going all the way back to like, you know, uh, just the things, you know, being a little kid with my dad, being a, a teenager and, and and just all this kind of stuff. And there was an episode of of Frasier. Yes, I'm tying in fucking Frasier here. Oh good. Where was, you know, uh, you know anybody yeah. who's seen that show knows the house you know, they have like the kind of the blue collar dad and the two sons are kind of snobby. But it got me thinking about all the eras of, of my relationship with my father and, you know, my own relationship with my, my, my stepkids here. There is that moment, especially when you're a young boy, where your dad is fucking the strongest guy on the, on the planet, right? He's a superhero. There's nothing he can't do. Sure. Nothing he Absolutely. doesn't know. There's also a point where that bubble is Goes broken. away. Yeah. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> And you start to, you know, as your own brain kind of develops and matures and grows, you see the flaws and the human, the more human side of your dad. I, for me, it had to be between twelve and thirteen. I'm not. That seems to be a pretty good zone. Your son's kind of coming up on that. Has, has that happened yet? You're, I mean, you're an involved dad. I guarantee he he looks up to you. Uh, has he started to hit that age yet, or are you still in the sweet spot where dad is basically, you know, a superhero? Uh, my God. You want a real answer here? Yeah, I'll, man. I'll give you a real answer. Okay. Well, well, all of a sudden, like about a month ago, I think both of my son's <laughs> balls just dropped, and he has turned into... Mr. Uh, uh, challenging everything I goddamn tell him to do. <laughs> Mr. Fuck you. My bubble has gone. I am in a zone where if I'm not careful and if I happen to write a song about him and he doesn't like it, that 20 years later, like Brandon Lee, he's going to punch me in the face <laughs> and, 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 and knock me out. And I mean this seriously. Like I think I'm in that zone of like Mr. Cool of Mr. Like this guy is just another dude and I want to do my stuff and play my games and fuck you, man. I don't want to do my chores. That's the zone he's in right now. Just he, it flipped right now. Wow. Let's get it kind of tied into music here a little bit. What is he, yeah. does he, does uh, LC Jr. Uh, enjoy the, enjoy the music? A little bit. He's actually, I gave him um, a, uh, basically gave him an iPod with about 2000 songs. And I just said, I'm not going to tell you what to like or what not to like. Just, here it is. Put it on shuffle, and he'll come back and tell me stuff he like certain stuff he likes and he doesn't. But uh, I'm not forcing any of that on him. I'm not feeding him like you want to be a this certain type of music fan. But he does like it. He'll go there. But he's like he's like angry now. Like I actually am going to go buy him like, <laughs> like 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 I'm actually looking to get him like weights or something like that. Like like uh, just to, 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 to or some kind of thing. To, you like, want to help him kick your ass, huh? <laughs> yes. And on top of that. I, I think that uh, the other day he seemed to. Uh, you're a fan of weird science, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, he's that. There's going to be a, a stage soon where it's like Gary, get out of the bathroom. You stop combing your hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When the door is locked. Oh like man, get, that boy. Yeah, you know, at least he's got you for a dad. Uh, you know, because uh, I don't know that. Well, I, I think actually most dads know what's going on. It's the moms you got to worry about during that phase. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple times right now where, where all of a sudden, all of a sudden, his door is locked. And I come in, he'll like jump like into his into his bed. Like I'm like, I think he's. 
figuring some stuff out. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the zone. That's the zone where uh, you know that's where I'm at. I don't know what you you hit me perfect because all this shit just just happened in the last month. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you on the uh, on the uh, early ages of touching yourself stuff. There was this. Uh, uh, about 10, 15 years ago, we had a secretary at work that um, she was telling me that she had six sons, her all boys in her house. And she's uh-huh. like, I find them jerking off all the time. <laughs> like, she's just like, walk, like, what do you what do you do? You just walk into their room. It's like, you understand you got to knock, knock, knock. Right. But she acted like, no, they're just walking around the house, like, you know, pouring cereal with in one hand and jerking off in the other. But I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I don't that's think that, that's literally how she kind of made got, it sound. I got to tell you, I'm just, I'm just uh, appreciative of that efficiency. Just eating cereal, exactly. <laughs> just multitasking, man. I'm hungry. Know? I'm hungry and horny, and both of these are being satisfied at the same time. Exactly. But, exactly. But, 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 but going back to this, if I wanted to like go ahead five years, the disconnect between me and my son is this episode. If you go by and find this episode, like, That's, <laughs> this is your Brandon. <laughs> this is my Brandon moment. Uh, now, I'll tell you this, and this is from both. Um, my God, watching my sister hit the, the teen years and then dealing with with the teen years with Jade. Uh, yeah. The boys are a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and they can be reclusive and they're going to go off and jerk off all that stuff. But my God, um, I will give this advice to you because I, but it, it's it's very hard advice to take because when the moment happens, it doesn't really. Oh, that's right. Just don't worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. Odds are, just don't listen to a fucking thing your daughter says when she hits thirteen. Uh, she's gonna say some mean things once in a while, and uh, it, but by about the age of twenty two, everything kind of comes back to like uh and 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 i'm not i don't mean that to be sexist we all have our like i was a pain in the ass as a teenager but man you talk about nights that you would go is she going to be okay <laughs> you know? and you know right. we, but in the reality you, you party you, you juggle it you know as a parent it's like well it's just because this is what the fucking teenagers are like but party you really fucking is concerned it's like why is she pulling the the feet off her dolls things of that nature you know you overanalyze Oof. stuff but she had she had a doll collection that apparently you could change the shoes on. I didn't know that changing shoes on these things, the feet stayed in the shoe. And I found mm-hmm. her dolls, and like half of them had no no feet on them. And I'm like all of a sudden like freaking out, and I'm talking to Amy. He's like, maybe we should see. Do you ever see it? Kind of like, and they they both started laughing, and you know, like, well, Amy laughed, and then she told the story with Jade to embarrass me more. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I. I'm not. I'm proud to be a concerned parent. I don't care. Yeah, no. I mean, you always hear about like like serial killers, and they go like like look at the doll collection. Ordering one bottle of ranch. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is.
hadn't had a chance to talk to you since I had Dave Brewington on a plus one episode. Dave from the Blame Your Brother podcast. Um, I wanted to get uh, your thoughts on the worst 90s bands list that we did. We did the Mount Rushmore of worst 90s bands. I yep. um, uh, wanted to see if there was one list you liked more than the other and if maybe there are some omissions that you would like to throw into the, the mix here. So, Or maybe you have your own four worst bands. Yeah, yeah. No, hit um, me. All right. Well, Dave's list was uh, Creed, Limp Biscuit, Dave Matthews Band, and Smash Mouth. Uh, mine was Dishwalla, Eve Six, Matchbox Twenty, and the Cardigans. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm going to lean towards ones like like the uh, the only one I think has an omission out of there is is almost Eve Six because of the fact that I just don't know anything besides that one song and and uh, 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 so the, yours were a little like one hitter, mm-hmm. like one in my mind one hit. Like like I have a lot more hate for the ones on his list. His are lo- yeah. like a little be, more be careful obvious. now. Apparently, there's a lot of Cardigan fans out there, and they have. I don't more even know what they song. sing. Love I don't even that me, one is like me say that you love me. Uh, oh boy, that's I, that was that'd be one song that I could hear for the rest of my life and not know because I don't care who actually sang it. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those bands. Um, do they have another song besides that? I mean, I don't even know who Dishwalla is, by the way. I know the name, but well, I can't that was the give, give me the song. But Dishwalla is that uh, pretentious Thoughts on God song. Oh, yeah, that song is terrible. That's a really bad one. For some reason, I thought that was like a Four Non Blondes. What was the one about God? Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, there, there, what there's if not God a single was one. one of us? Yeah. Is, who's, who, who does that? Is that Four well, Non Prince Blondes? wrote that, right? That was... Uh... That was um, Joan Osborne. Okay, yeah, that's one that I do not enjoy either. Um, maybe if I was <laughs> going to go Miller for just to- hung up. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to go for total uh, in that zone of yours, where there's just a one or two songs you know by the band, is easily the most annoying fucking band that ever came out in the '90s is Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we, we talked about them. That's, yeah, that, that's not Crash Test. Oh, wait, uh, you're right. I'm confusing them with uh, who does the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, no. Bare Naked Bare Ladies. Bare Naked Ladies, yes. Crash Test I am a dummy. fan. Yeah. A fan of Bare Naked Ladies. Once there was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the Crash Test Dummies. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that song almost had like a... Like almost a novelty, weird Al, Bobby McFerrin kind of vibe to it. You know what I mean? It's just this I, one little yes. kind of stupid. Like the guy even like smirks in the video. Yeah, you know, like yeah, sure. I, I didn't take Whatever. them serious. Is all I'm getting at. It's 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 like you know writing a book about the monkeys. <laughs> you motherfucker. You know what though? I think the crash test dummies should have should have uh, done a a math <laughs> nice monkeys rip. You should have been should have done a mashup with with right said Fred. What do you think? Do you think I'm sexy? Or how does that song go? I'm uh, too sexy. I'm too sexy for I'm my sexy. clothes, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I mean, the, the, yeah. That's I a mean, hard chorus the, to sing. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Um, no, I mean, yeah, the only one I would maybe omit is, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe Eve Six. But the rest of them are, are uh, pretty pretty awful. I mean, that Creed is definitely my top one. As far as hate, uh, you know, I do like you know me. I like my limp biscuit, so but but they do suck at the same time, so that's fine. Um, 
No, they're good lists. Yeah, that's good, not good a fodder. surprising one. You know, they get a lot of hate. Right. I actually think Creed is about to have that rebirth that Limp Biscuit is currently having. I don't yes. know if they're doing anything behind the scenes. I just got a gut. Probably because Limp Biscuit is starting to get a little bit, you know, like suddenly we don't have to, to hate them. And then in about five to ten years, Nickelback will be next. Sure. Yeah. The, the, the resurgence or whatever, you go away. Um, Hated Creed, though. I just. Yeah, I just. Uh, that one is one that, that even. We've even had discussions about having an episode that was like best of the worst. You know what I mean? Like like grabbing one great song from a band that you just despise or that is. I can't even. For them, I, I can't do any. I never, ever. There's not a single thing. I can't even. Like Nickelback, I can. I could. There's songs I like. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Creed is one that has a zero hit ratio. I think they have one off their first record I like. Okay. I'd have to. I'd have to go back. There was a band that I tapped on them pretty quick. I will compliment them in one thing. One, they had their own sound. As much as people like to say he's lifting off Eddie Vedder, I'm talking about everything from the song structure to to what they talked about to how they sounded as a band. The guitar tone mm-hmm. that was kind of yeah. unique at the time, kind of like Nickelback sounded like Nickelback. Creed sounded like Creed. Plus, just like Nickelback, you could see a progression in there polished they, they they just seemed to get better at the song and the craft in and everything as they went now they were getting better at shit that just was never going to be for me uh but right. you know which yeah. means they just get and, lighter and and softer and i don't know but but i'll also go with with uh the definitely smash mouth oh my god uh, what real quick smash mouth story is the fact that just like you've seen them live <laughs> unintentionally that i actually yeah. one one year no joke when I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car, we had a corporate event. Big Everybody that, worked, that was a manager for the whole place, <laughs> they paid Smash Mouth to be the fucking band at yeah. the goddamn like dinner and, what and year for a would corporate this event. Been? This would have been um, probably maybe 2001, 2002, okay. so like right at that their, zone. That's their sweet spoon, yeah. I think it was like after Shrek. It would have been after Shrek, right? Is, is there <laughs> are they the Shrek band at that point? Whatever. So I'm like fucking Smash Mouth. Is it BS or AS? <laughs> Before yeah. Shrek or after Shrek? Before Shrek or after Shrek. Uh, but they were there and the, the, the guy, whoever the singer is, showed up totally drunk. And remember, this is a corporate event, right? And he was up there just dropping, fuck yeah, fuck this. Hey, what's up, Hertz? <laughs> like he, he was so drunk, he didn't even know what car company uh, he was right working on. for and stuff like that. So that's He's more that's rock and Smash roll Mouth. than I give him credit for then. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was, they, they, uh, and then the next day they say, we, they violated the contract for being, uh, whatever they, that they, they, supposedly we didn't pay them full because of some, some exclusion of, of dropping 50 F bombs in the performance. But, uh, that's smash mouth for you. Just it's terrible overall. Um, counting crows, by the way, would be in my list as well. And also, also a, a band that was paid at an enterprise rent a car gig for the managers again out there. I think they are actually worse than Dave Matthews. As far as if I can find, I, there is not a single song that I like by the County Crows. Dave Matthews, maybe I can tolerate some, but their face, their fans are what makes them me not like them as far as the, the crowd. Uh, Dave Matthews face uh, bothers me too. Like sure. It, more, I can understand nor, his face when he's singing and playing. Um, yeah. I don't know. Mr. Jones. That's a terrible song. County yeah. Crows. Yeah, that, that yeah. band. That band's trash. Okay, counting but black then, crows. I don't have any other feedback. It was just fun. The, the most, the, my favorite part was actually listening to you do a fifteen 
minute uh, attempt on on transitioning him to a wasp to a wasp fan <laughs> at the end, <laughs> just going. I could just see a dead silence on the other on the other side of the the uh, the mic and everything. I'm like, how much information is he going to give me about wasp? It's not going to make me go get an album or. Have you convinced him? Has he has he listened to him more? Do you know uh, I, 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 I think if uh, I could get him to a, a Wasp concert, uh, mm. if it was feasible, but yeah. no, no, I made no headway at all. And 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 frankly, he kind of <laughs> strong armed me in that. If you listen to it, if you listen to it carefully, uh, he quickly takes tangents and keeps us away from like me making arguments for Wasp. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah. Uh, I loved his I, reading of of uh, yes of the cold uh, read of fuck like, like a beast. beast. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and that, I just want to know. I, I know he's got the get a southern accent. He's from Tennessee, but you know he's he's a well worded and spoke well spoken person. Uh, does he know the word isn't pronounced naked? Is, is that was that I, like was he was he was he playing a role there for my benefit? Was he going uh, foghorn leghorn on us or uh, does he actually yeah. say like? Like, you know, when he's like, he says the word naked when he's saying, you know, it's it's naked, Dave. You're not going to get a job, you know, on TV news saying naked. say i highly enjoyed that episode but discussions about the 90s i have to say there's a couple places that we've anytime that i'm actually like at uh i don't know sometimes you go to a a bar or whatever and they have which is obviously a playlist that's generated like 90s playlist or 80s playlist with that said i don't dog the 90s i thought there's a ton besides the stuff that we talk about like grunge yeah it's pretty pretty great time for music overall so oh really Mm. I do. I do. I, I think that there's that when I listen to um, there's stuff that I forget, I guess, is what I mean. Until you you hear these these long playlists and there's uh, there's definitely some nuggets that I think that we've taken for granted. That's all. Well, I mean, maybe in 10 years, I'll feel differently. I, I look every decade has its has its highs and lows and stuff like that. Sure. But better I think than the 2000s, I think, I, I think much better than 2000s. I, I think what we're seeing and, and this is not from a personal preference stand, but yeah. uh 
unlike you, I'm actually surrounded by like what radio stations are playing, what they're going back to if they play old stuff, things of that nature. I think we're seeing, and, and even commercials, movies, those yeah. kind of things, the 80s is holding up better than anybody predicted. And that 100%. is that is the decade, I think, that is really getting the callback more than just the nostalgic thing. Like these are actual songs that that plays perfect for what they're they're doing, a certain vibe, you know, and in a sense of creativity. And again, um, unlike Stephen Michael, I actually remember hating a lot of this stuff back then. But uh, uh, it uh, I, I'll, I'm just acknowledging the fact that it seems to be pretty well time tested at this point. We're, we're 40 years on. And it's it's held up better in the '70s or '60s stuff, and we'll see how the '90s do. But I think the the, the '90s was far more gluttonous with one-hit wonders than uh, the '80s were. And look, they, they both had them. I'm not saying they didn't exist, but yes. I'm just saying uh, the these just hot. I mean, you mentioned fucking right said Fred. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, that kind of right. shit. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the '80s easily, as far as just pop music overall, it has the best best uh overall songs i guess i just meant but when you were talking about from the grunge episodes that the whole thing unleashed a lot of alternative mm. and different type of stuff like in the mid 90s and everything that mm. i forgot about kind of the one hit wonders but there was a nice variety i'm saying like when i hear it sometimes like okay there is some pretty uh unique stuff that came out it is weird um, too how a lot of that stuff if, if you if you strip away the the name of the band the yes. image that these are just pop songs. Um, uh, one of the go. one of the bands that comes to mind is uh, who wrote that closing time song? Uh, uh, Semi Sonic. Yeah, local guys here, Minnesota guys. Um, good tune. Uh, what's that? I think so. It's good. I don't hate it. It's, it's, it's a good yeah, pop not song. not my cup of tea. I do like the yeah. band though. They but but like they came up on 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 random on my thing fairly recently. There's a song called "Singing to You in My Sleep." Uh, um, Across the Great Divide. These are just great pop songs, but at the time, this is stuff that's only getting played on alternative radio. You know what I mean? So anyway, Closing Time had a little more broad-based appeal, but... uh, Sure. But what's that song um, that she only comes and she's on top from uh, American Pie? There's like a one. She don't eat meat, but she sure like the bone, that song? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, stuff like that you forget about. Sure. Okay.
just a couple weeks ago, we were, we were basically saying that Beetlejuice is the Pam and Tommy of uh, movies, where it should be edited down to, you know, uh, you know, five minutes or so uh, for the actual video. With that said, the actual story behind the Pam and Tommy tape, I shared it on the, the group and everything, but it turns out it's not just going to be a movie, but I was shocked to see it's actually going to be a series. Right when you posted that, I posted this thing about the new Kid Rock song. But other than that, I just didn't see anything on social media, except for the stuff I did see. Okay. Do you want to talk about the Kid Rock thing real quick? Because <laughs> I think I think as a public service announcement, we should real quick for yeah, those that have, fair that enough. have heard yeah. it. Okay. I was looking but, forward to it. Uh, look, I know people are going to think because of how they interpret my political views that like I won't even give it a, a shot. When right. I watched that uh, the Woodstock 99 documentary, I went down a pretty hard Kid Rock rabbit hole shortly after that, digging up all sure. my stuff to the point that I'm going to tell you his last record, that something sugar or whatever. Yeah. Not that bad. I, I hated it at the time, but I gave that a spin and I'm like, this is actually not too bad. I like it. He's kind of an idiot. He's kind of like a Tommy Lee kind of character to tie it into Pam and Tommy, where I, I don't take him too seriously. I don't think his words have the impact of somebody else. Let's put it that way. It's too over the top to not be taken as a bit. But at the same time, I do know some of his fan base doesn't feel that way. Because, you know, he's one of those, like, fake news cancel culture because he got drunk, said something stupid. And rather than say, I got drunk and I probably shouldn't have said that, he says, yeah, well, fuck y'all. Now I'm going to go write a record about you. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of what he does good. So I was looking forward to it. But then when I saw that monster truck was involved, I got a little, and I saw the title and I know the song. I'm like, oh dear. But then when it started out, I'm like, okay, this maybe isn't too bad. But it just, if there's any part musically that Kid Rock added to this that I do like, it'd be that last verse going into the end of the song. But even that is a C plus at best. Right. I And, and I'm not talking about the message or the all these, what he's trying to get at there. I just, I found it very boring. And, right. um, but the video, fucking amazing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even see. I haven't seen the video. Yeah. There's at one point where he gets these like metal wings and flies into space and becomes a satellite, <laughs> I think, and flicks off everybody on TV. Okay. It's, it's, All right. It's grandiose, over the top kid rock. You know, I mean, the budgets are a little lower, but think like, you know, Bawa to Ba kind of era video. You know what I mean? Where it's just all the silly, kind of fucked up middle fingers stuff. So I like the video. And I'm in the same way. Uh, I'll just tell you Devil Without a Cause, great album. I will defend, just like I was, like you say, I'm the biggest Limp Bizkit fan. I will defend kid rock here and there. You know, but uh, but overall for, for the song, here's what I just want to do for a public service announcement is it's it says Kid Rock featuring Monster Truck. So just so <laughs> people people are aware is this is a song that came out in 2016. Uh, the band, the, the whatever message you want to say that he changed the song into or whatever. 
is I think is I, look, I think is. I think the way he used it, it still fits. I, I don't really okay, know. Okay, fine. I don't think he repurposed it that much. The, what's the, the one where he pulls a Metallica song? Um, Sabatru is American Badass. American Badass. Uh, on that one, he actually I think he actually used the music from Metallica, but he kind of cut it and, and, and fit it in and, and kind of rework the song a little bit for him too. And then of course, uh, all summer long, um, I believe all the music is, is, is freshly recorded for that, even though it's lifted heavily, uh, um, from, from Werewolves Skinner and where yes. werewolves. Yeah. Uh, but it's London. his band playing the, the stuff. So he's got a history of doing this, but he actually, you know, doesn't, doesn't just straight up sample the stuff. You know what I mean? This song, everything you hear is from what I can tell is basically like he bought the CD, cut the stuff out that he needed, and then flew the singer in to be in the video. But uh, I just want people to know that this is actually a, an original song by a monster truck. It's not just featuring them. Yeah. Well, it's probably <laughs> a good, good get for them, but uh, of, I don't know. Of course. Yeah. Uh, again, I think Kid Rock can deliver a good song here and there, and uh, this one let me down. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll just listen to the original Monster Truck, which you can listen to right now. I'm a story of a man who makes his way on his own. Don't need no kind of direction from no one. I got myself a pretty old soul. Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to Tommy have an actual, not just a movie that they made out of it, but an actual series. I noticed that. Oh, is it? I guess I didn't catch that part. It's it's not just a... No, it's, it's a, they're actually going to have a series on, on Hulu. Who knows how many episodes that is, but it stars um, uh, in the roles of the people that stole the videotapes. Nick Offerman uh, is in from uh, Parks and Rec. And uh, who's the... Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. My sister says I look like Seth Rogen. Hmm. I thought you were Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a draw Somewhere there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Um, it's got those guys, and then um, who plays Pamela Anderson, which I was pretty shocked about, is actually if you've ever, uh, well, you probably there's a girl that that has been in like Disney movies. She plays like the live action like Cinderella and stuff. That uh, they definitely did a ton of makeup on her for Pamela Anderson. And, and there's some dude that's actually one of the Avengers, I guess. I don't know which which character he plays in the Marvel movies, but that's who's Tommy Lee. Yeah, asking you know? the wrong guy. Uh, okay, uh, Dave all- Brewington, leave it in the comments, please. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. But those are the looks like the uh, I don't know. It looks all right 
from the. I got to tell you, look, I, my expectations for this were so fucking low. So I don't know if that has a lot to do with this. This actually looks. I mean, we got to watch it for the show, I suppose. Um, so. That's going to be my excuse when I tell tell Amy that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, this looks a fuck ton better than I expected. This actually yeah. looks like it might be an enjoyable watch. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of yeah. like the dirt, which was a horrible, horrible movie that was fun mm-hmm. to sit through. Oh, this looks like it would be much better than the dirt to me, and uh, I think they'll have fun with. Uh, I mean, I think that Seth Rogen is the producer, maybe not the writer, but the person that that like made this <laughs> a thing. You did, know what hey, I mean? Real quick, did you see his movie American Pickle? No. Oh my Go God! Ahead. Is this your father? No, that's David Bowie. Is this your mother? No, that's also David Bowie. That whole poster is David Bowie. This may be more my kind of humor than yours, but yeah, he's a turn of the century, like nineteen hundred to to the nineteen hundred era there. Um, pickler in New York City, and they okay. close down the pickle plant just as he falls into uh, a big vat of pickle brine. And a uh, hundred years later, they open it up, and he's still alive. He's been pickled, uh, <laughs> and now he has to adjust to life in modern day New York City. <laughs> My God, how is that movie made and Bro Dragon is still in development? Exactly. My, That's all I'm getting. I mean, I need to get Seth Rogen on. I get Seth Rogen on the phone. phone Bro Dragon is fucking greenlit. Is- that is done. I mean, there's no way that can't. I mean, that's basically Encino Man with 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 pickle juice. Is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, there's a nice thing. So anyway, but honest to God, a great 90 minute watch at uh, you know eight o'clock Saturday morning. Uh, I, I just pulled it up because, like, what the fuck is this? I read the description. I'm like, press play. I, I just can't believe that somebody was actually, you know, in the back in the day, you would get the little uh, TV guide that would tell you what was coming up. <laughs> somebody's actually, somebody's actually making their day out of your recommendations. You know, Lamageddon, Pickle Man, or whatever this is. Yeah, perfect. American Love Pickle it. on HBO, HBO Plus Max, or whatever it's go. called. Anyway, back to the Pam and Tommy thing. Yes. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much all I got from it is that uh, they did a little bit of stunt casting for for the the, the actress that's doing Pam Anderson, um, but uh, but it looks looks good. Do you think we'll there'll be any nudity? Uh, what well, I don't know. It's Hulu, so I guess so. To which you know. you know, all that means is that like uh, the commercials are going to be really fucking loud. Uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed that with any Hulu pr- oh, production. It's, it's like terrible. you got to turn your TV up just to hear the show, and then the commercial comes on, and it's like a fucking Explodes. rock concert. No, Jesus. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, advertisers of Hulu, I hit mute because it's easier than fucking going up and down with the volume. Yes. So I don't even hear your fucking message. Talk to your fucking boys there at Hulu. Get that worked out. But uh, but anyway, the, the guy that's playing Tommy Lee, um, don't know him. I guess again, he's a Marvel superstar or whatever. But but I would rather have Machine Gun Kelly and the only thing he was born to do uh, <laughs> yeah. back in that Tommy Lee role, right? No, that I think would have been better. He, I came here to do two things: start fights with Slipknot fans and play Tommy Lee, and I'm all out of <laughs> Slipknot fans. That's right. That's perfect. Yeah, no, he but, yeah, uh, he fuck yeah, bring him back, man. You know I love that. Uh, that's the one thing about him I find uh, worth. His, right. his major contribution to the world was playing Tommy Lee. So, yeah, uh, that, that's uh, so it's a Hulu program. I'm, did you even see when it comes out? It actually is not coming out all the way until February, so we have plenty of time. Perfect. We'll be gearing up for March Badness, and that'll be coming mm-hmm. out. So, Oh, yeah. All nice right. timing. 
as as always, uh, you are the person that brings all news to to my world. Otherwise, I would not know it if it wasn't for your timeline and uh, or this Google Doc. Oh, wait, I didn't think you ever actually were on social media, according to you. So, uh, yeah. uh, hey, uh, did you hear about this thing that I saw you post on Facebook? Uh, uh, I'm loose cannon. Uh. Yeah, keep, spot keep on doing impression, that. huh? Work, work, work. <laughs> yeah, keep you know, yeah, yeah, when you said this is going to be the Brandon of of you, this is your Brandon. This is the part of your show where your kids like, yeah, you tell him, man. That's right. <laughs> See, fuck you, dad. Uh huh. <laughs> Have you got a fuck you, dad yet? <sighs> I've definitely had him, and he's really good at not cursing. He okay. Did, uh, well, he he did a. Uh, oh God. I know what it was. He didn't do that, but he did. But he he did have some issue with like a, a door not opening, and he said he goes fuck this thing. Wow, like that, nice. And I was like, wow, you used that perfectly. You know, <laughs> so I was really proud of him. He didn't use it in a uh, you know in a sexual way. He just used it as exactly how the, the all the different uses you can use the word fuck with. So uh, yeah, but he hasn't said it directly fuck you, dad. But I, I have that on the horizon soon. Yeah, so well, if you, if you ever had any doubts about having kids, they're going to start amping up. So, oh, sure. Yeah, yes, so, yes. Yeah, it'll, it'll all be fine. You're good. You, yeah. You've got this. It's, it's, it's all good. All right. Well, um, uh, you were talking about news, though. The original singer of Turbo Negro has uh, uh, passed away at the tender age of 49. No, no, his Van, his name is Frank Von Helty, and he went by Frank Von Hell. Is that, do I have that right? I'm not a, a deep Hank, Turbo Negro mind. Yes. Hank Van whatever it is. I, I, I got to tell you that like even this news, um, I came into Tur- Turbo Negro on their last album. Okay. <laughs> so they don't even have, they don't even have his, yeah, former his, singer, uh, so. yeah, former, former singer. So, um, I, well, I, I know like Joey Haney tribute. posted something about it. I think he was into the, 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 uh, I just think it's a notable name that I'm aware of. We should just probably mention that he passed. They, they didn't have details on his death, but, uh, still sad to hear someone died at the age of 49. All right, man, you want to get out of here? Yeah. Rock's not dead. But it's got a miniseries dropping on Hulu in February. I was actually listening. I just didn't understand the dates and the times. It's all good. I overreacted. It's early.
Looking to expand or move your company? Ohio has the talent you need to scale for growth. Ohio's central location, reliable infrastructure, and top-ranked business climate are here to help you succeed. Get to business. Visit successinohio.com today. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.